Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I forget that Marshallow exists because it's not mentioned in the game. It has no backstory whatsoever. I can't use it in OU because it's a newer Pokemon. And I just forget it exists. Exactly. And I would want them to work. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! And welcome to the 349th episode of the Pucko Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my uh, excellent co-host. I was about to say something else, and I I just did. I I couldn't. I just couldn't. The people at Pucko can't understand. If you were there, you understand. And, and I cannot. I cannot say those words on air. But today I have. Uh, I have none other than the fabulous Whimsicott, and of course the noble Lord Yushiro. Here today on the Back show. Back from Thailand. Back from Thailand. <laughs> oh man! I mean, you said those words in my heart. That I, I did. Fine. I, you have the picture of all of the cards from Cards Against Humanity, correct? <laughs> you should oh, send you that to me, to and that sounds like some Patreon-only content right there. I'm gonna yeah. make it happen with the appropriate co-host uh, to make to maximize the hilarity. For those of you who don't understand, well, there's a Puckle deck for Cards Against Humanity that a few of our fans have been putting together. And we played that at FuckleCon, and it was uh, one of the black card for the um, was, and welcome, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Uh, and these are my blank co-hosts because you, I typically describe my co-hosts with different adjectives. And it was it was a round of hilarity. So uh, if you want to listen to Thatch say all of those things as an introduction to the podcast, I think I'm going to try to record all of them and then put them together in one track and probably release it to the Patreon. Okay. Hashtag blame Lenian. Hashtag take my money. Yeah. <laughs> you get some you get some Patreon exclusive content in Thatch saying very inappropriate things as the intro of the podcast. But without further ado, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. If you're new, welcome back if you're old. We talk everything here from the video game to the trading card game to the Pokemon Horizon manga. That was I dug deep there, guys. Yeah, that was a deep cut. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think the only thing I think Whimsicott knows what that is. I don't know if you actually know I what do? that is, Jushiro. <laughs> I, I pretty I'm pretty knowledgeable of the manga up until Diamond and Pearl. So the problem with that discussion is you are familiar with one of the manga up until Diamond oh, and Pearl. And that is okay. the Pokemon Adventures manga. There are several different yeah. Pokemon mangas, it turns out. Uh, recently there was one called Pokemon Horizon which is a sun and moon manga that follows a character who has a rock rough. I believe there's only two volumes of it, so it should be actually pretty easy to pick up. You should consider me reading it this week, uh, next weekend. Yeah, uh, but we found a hard copy of it here in Dayton during PuckleCon. So it was very interesting, just because I didn't know what it was, neither did Whimsicott. Mm-mm. But welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, so I'll ask you guys, how's it going? How's everything doing lately? I assume you're all in your homes, safe and sound. I am now. It, it was it was a bit of work coming home from PuckleCon. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh, it wasn't just that. It's like a 17-hour trip, and I had to change three planes. No, the middle plane had a technical issue. Oh, so, God. Yeah. So um, three hours late, and I missed my connecting flight, which meant my bag was due to be sent to a different airport in Milan. So they just kept it in Amsterdam just to be safe, you know. <laughs> so I had to have it <laughs> delivered to my house. And, it, I mean, it's it was kind of insane. <laughs> wow. Did you manage yeah. to catch a Rayquaza and go up there? Um, no, unfortunately, the, um, the plane Wi-Fi was only fast enough to allow me to send bad jokes into the PocalCon Discord chat, but it was not (laughs) fast enough to allow me to play Go. Oh, Oh, that's hilarious. That's pretty good. (laughs) What about you, Jashira? How's your life? How is Thailand? Uh, Thailand was incredibly hard. Uh, I did save those children, uh... I'm going to just take all the credit for doing absolutely nothing, just like Elon Musk did. Um, but, Burn. however, I've been playing a lot of Go. I've been back on Go. I know a lot of our listeners are uh, are as well. Um, and uh, just preparing uh, for more TCG cast. We're reviewing the uh, Celestial Storm Part 2 coming up this week. Do not miss that out, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have uh, Gator... Uh, and uh, for the first time ever, making his TCG cast debut, Dr. Shamu, or Dr. Revenue, however you want to call him, <laughs> <laughs> is going to be on the show uh, uh, debuting his uh, first episode as co-hosting that. And I'm super excited and super glad to have him on board in that. Yeah. So for nice. those of you who don't know and want to listen to TCG cast, it is no longer on the Puckle main feed, the one where you're downloading this show. You have to go and find the Puckle Plus feed on iTunes or CastBox or whatever you're using to get your podcast from. So please go ahead and subscribe to that as well because you'll get that. The latest Battlecast just dropped on that channel too, or on that feed. So if you want to catch up on Battlecast, that's a great way to do it. We just did Underuse. That was also with Dr. Shamu and Arsigma. Nice. So I'm stealing all of your co-hosts, or you're stealing mine. <laughs> Wait, uh, it's actually, what's a trade, actually? You took Arsigma and I took Dr. Uh, Shamu. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> So if you guys want to catch up on those shows, like I said, the Puckle Plus feed, that's the place to be. That's also where Game Corner's at. No longer on the main feed. We decided to split them off just because things were getting a little confusing. We were doing a lot, and we're having fun with two feeds now. We get two mm-hmm. art pieces of artwork now. You've got a great ball and a level ball. Yep. And rumor has it there's going to be a third one soon. We don't know Ooh. yet. I know. Ooh. 
We'll see. It's going to be a mystery gift. A mystery gift. We should just have like a little (laughs) present with a little radio tower on it. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. That's all you get. You just get a little little mystery gift package. Uh, As for myself, I haven't been doing too much. Well, I actually did a lot of Pokemon stuff this week. I played some, worked on my Crystal Nuzlocke a little bit more just because I could. And then I worked on, I didn't work on as much Puckle stuff as I wanted to because I want to, there's a few things I want to work on. We also need to have a meeting about a few things um, in the near future. However, though, I have been, I got real, this is super random and you guys are going to, people can make fun of me as much as they want for this. So I got really bored. I've been working on like managing my stress in life and everything just to kind of like calm down. So I'd be like, you know what I want to do? I want to do something that's kind of like a brain dead activity. But you know what? I wanted to tie into Pokemon somehow. And so I got really into, I don't know if you guys are familiar with these perler beads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so no, I'm not. The idea is there's these little plastic beads that you put on a pegboard and then essentially uh-huh. you take your iron to it and they melt. Oh, and, like doing sprite art? Yeah, you can do sprite art with them. And so mm, I've been working okay, on that okay, with yeah, my I wife recently. Things, I, just, I didn't know how they're called. Yeah. We're going to be using, we've been using those to make the Pokemon sprites right now. We're going to just try to plow through all of them. We're, we're up to like Beedrill right now. So that's pretty crazy. But it was just You've like a nice done little, a lot. Yeah. It's really bad. It's pretty addicting because you just kind of sit there and you just, you can like throw in like a podcast or like some kind of like comedy show or something and you just kind of go and you make some cool stuff. I found this really good guy. I want to give this guy a shout out on YouTube because he only has like 13,000 subs. But I think he is one of the coolest guys ever to make content on YouTube. It's called the Pixel Art Show on YouTube. And so this guy does a bunch of perler beat art. And you're just like, wow, what a nerd dealing with plastic toys for six-year-olds, right? And he actually makes some really cool stuff. He puts it on canvas. They end up becoming like these really cool works of art. So if you haven't already, like, go check him out. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Um, wow. I've watched so many of his videos. He does a lot of cool, crazy cool art, and it's something that I think I might try to get into a little bit with Pokemon specifically. Just try to make some cool Pokemon canvases out of perler beads. So you make the perler beads, and then you kind of just glue them to the canvas. You paint the background so it looks pretty cool, and you can hang it up in your house, and you have a cool little Charmander thing that looks really cool. You know, the only thing that I find unattractive about this idea is operating an iron <laughs> in this temperature. So. so <laughs> I have a wife for that. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> she is way better at ironing it than I am because I want to try to get these like nice flat like looks to it. And she is just she is just nailing the, the melting with the iron. I am. I'm surprised at the thought that Mrs. T is really good at something. Yeah, she's much better at it than me. I did it a couple of times and she told me I was no longer allowed to do it. And she was probably right. So... <laughs> We're, I mean, we're plowing through them. It's going to be really cool. I think you're going to see, like, by the end, like, when we get to Mew and stuff, they're just going to look completely different and way more consistent in terms of bead melting and stuff like that. But it's just been fun just to kind of do something that you can kind of turn your brain off with and just do it. And at the same time, you get something cool out of it, something that's part of my fandom. And when we get done, we'll hopefully be good at perler beads and we can, like, make our own original art and stuff like that. We, we'll see. Because the hope is to see if these will all fit on, like, one giant canvas together and you can make, like, one really cool piece of art out of it. Oh. Out of the original 151. It would be really cool. I yeah. have very many doubts it's going to work, but it would be really cool if it did. So that is it from me. But we do have some awesome news to jump into. So we are going to jump to the news. Let's cue that epic music. <laughs> music. 
Town Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. We have a lot of Pokemon Go news, it turns out. So, first of all, if you are following the research tasks and the Pokemon you get there, currently it's Snorlax in July, but as soon as we get to August, it is going to be Raikou. So, yeah. get your research stands if you want a Raikou. I want one, because I definitely missed it. So I missed it, too. Raikou. I I'll... think I have a Raikou, but I need an NT. Ooh. Well, that means it's 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 inevitable, though. It's going to come. Yeah. yeah. I have a Suicune, but I don't have an Ent- uh, neither Entei nor Riku. I have none of them. I'm going to try to get as many Raikou as possible, though, because they're typically good against water-type legendaries in raid yeah. battles. And so I'm going to try to hit all four of them, if possible, uh, in the month mm. of August. And so, yeah, Raikou, go get one if you haven't. Be there, be squared. Entei is probably going to be September then, and then they'll have Soikun yeah. in October. Coming with that update, did we talk about the lucky Pokemon now available in Go? Literally where I was going. Going to the lucky Pokemon in Pokemon Go where if the longer they're in your box the, the and you trade it, it'll re-roll and it'll be more likely to be a lucky Pokemon. What does that mean? It means it's a Pokemon you can power up without Stardust. Just mm-hmm. candy. Uh, well, you actually need like half Stardust, but isn't okay. it wonderful that Niantic released Pokemon Go like three days after I came back from America? And isn't mm-hmm. it wonderful that Pokemon Go released Lucky Pokemon like three days after I came back from America the third time after I traded like 50 Pokemon with you guys? Isn't <laughs> it wonderful? So funny story. Um, I, I don't know if this applies not only and, – and this is just a, my personal experience. I managed to get a Lucky Pokemon. Okay. Um, and it was um, – so not only does the time – spent on your box matter but also the distance in which you trade it for example if if lucky lucky pokemon would have been uh enabled when fluffiest was here that would have taken to a fort because i traded with nemesis she lived in florida for a couple of years so i traded one of her pokemon dratini and it came back and it was lucky immediately and it also gave me a medal for how uh distance like the longest distance of a trade so that I assume that actually helps us. Well. I don't. I don't think that actually does matter. I just think it, okay. it depends on how long it's in the box. That's the only thing that was been reported so far by the Silk Road. It was it had nothing to do with trade distance. Okay. Trade distance is just a cool thing that they have. <laughs> but, oh yeah, I, I filled up half of Ten Little Men's medal with like one trade. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> All right, and so if you speaking of more Pokemon Go stuff, it was recently confirmed. By recently, I mean in the past two weeks because we talked zero news last week. It, that Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are going to have some kind of compatibility in terms of transferring Pokemon to the. I, I don't want to say mainline because they have confirmed they they talk about P, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee as mainline, but are they really? And they're like a B side mainline. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would call them B side. I like that. They're just not. They're not they're not the main attraction. Let's put it that way. No. They aren't the yeah. main attraction. So Except for some people, which is exactly what a B side is. Exactly. Right. And so let's go Pikachu and Eevee are confirmed though to have some kind of compatibility because when they were asked about that, Junichi Masuda referenced how people were upset about it during the transition from Gen two to Gen three. And he wants to make sure that doesn't happen again. People get upset Good. that they can't move these Pokemon from one to the other. Which means that indirectly there will probably be a way to get your Pokemon Go stuff to your main series games eventually and so many of you out there are so excited for that people probably are and i don't know why (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i have no idea why yeah i don't know like the opposite would be cool but Mm -hmm. 
we're not gonna get that. So Yep. Over Niantic's dead body. That will not happen. I don't know if it's Niantic's fault. I think the Pokemon company has a bigger say in what happens with Pokemon Go than a lot of us realize. Well, true, but considering how easy it, it is, how easy it is to catch Pokemon the mainline game, and then you be able to transfer them on Go makes no sense. It, it oh, breaks yeah. Pokemon Go. That's why we said trading would probably not happen, at least in the form that people thought it would prior to this. Yeah. Because, yeah, it does break Pokemon Go. If it's a Pokemon that you can just get in your Pokedex and you can just fill your Pokedex by trading with people all at once, that would break Pokemon Go. But they came up with a good middle ground where it's like, no, only one Pokemon not in your Pokedex a day. Yeah. And that was a very good balance on top of the Stardust costs, which I think are very significant as well in terms mm-hmm. of trying to complete your Pokedex and stuff like that. So I'm very happy with the way they implemented it. I think it was the only way too. they could have properly in- implemented trading. So good on you, Pokemon Go. Good on you. However, I do, like I said, I think I think Pokemon Company has a lot more to say about what's happening in Pokemon Go than a lot of mm-hmm. us realize, just in terms of release schedules and stuff like that, because it seems like they really like to use Pokemon Go as more of a marketing tool than anything else. Because mm-hmm. it, it's kind of been Nintendo's mobile strategy as of late, if you haven't noticed. Like, I think the biggest one is Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. You can kind of look at that, and I can see them really using that as a vehicle to drive sales for the inevitable Animal Crossing game that will come out. Oh, yes. And you're, you're going to see that already with Fire Emblem Heroes. People are they're going to start pushing people to the new Fire Emblem game when that comes out next year. So just... Just kind of hold on, hold on to your shoes, guys. It's coming. And and while we're on the while we're on the topic of Pokemon Go, if you guys at home don't know, um, if you join our Discord, which you totally should if you haven't, you will find a list of all the Pokemonians that have given the friends list, uh, the mm-hmm. friend code on Pokemon Go. So you can go there, put your information in, and then grab all the info, all the friends. If you're lacking friends on Pokemon Go, that's a one stop quick immediately uh, immediate way of getting as many friends as you want in pokemon go including all of us here uh, 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 us the host Uh, we're all there so please go ahead go to our discord go to our pinned list and get as many friends as you want it's also in the announcements if you guys want to just click that you'll be able to find it very quickly if uh last thing that is slightly let's go related is going to be the let's go cup registration is currently open for those of you who want to battle in a uh, in a tournament online sponsored by Nintendo, you can join the Let's Go Cup, where you can either have a party consisting of one Pokemon, and that Pokemon is either an Eevee or a Pikachu. And that is it. That's the meta. The whole meta is, do you want an Eevee or do you want a Pikachu? And I think that that well, has no. been broken to an extent. <laughs> yes. I think there's one or two ways that you should go ahead doing it. One is you go like Fighting MZ, Adamant Pikachu with focus punch or the other one is you go choice scarf double uh double edge ev either of those is not the way our sigma is doing it so i think you're wrong no i talked to our sigma about it he's doing it a different way but i don't think it's the right way either i think choice scarf ev is way better than the way he's doing it he's doing final gambit ev no so, he's not or not final gambit fi- uh trump card or whatever that one is Last resort. Last resort. It's a, it's something with being the last of something. Final, last game. <laughs> yeah. Final fantasy. Yeah. I mean, it's that move. Eevee edition. Last Requiem. Yes. 
Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Eevee Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a solid moveset, but I don't think it's as good as just going Choice Garf. Choice Garf, Double Edge. Choice Garf, Double Edge, Eevee, like, slams into things real hard. That's I feel like I should be assembled in one way or another, but I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I think you'll win Choice Garf, Double Edge, Eevee. With, you'll win that, like, 80% of the time. In the one-on-one. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, that's what I'm going to try to do, though I do have a bachelor party to go to this weekend, so I'm not going to be able to play as much as I want. And it makes me sad. Because I would love to just slam down some double-edge Eevee. That would be a boring stream to watch, by the way. The only uh, Eevee that matters to me is the Sun and Moon set Eevee from the TCG. (laughs) That Eevee is Bay, and you shouldn't play any other Eevee other than Sun and Moon set Eevee. Is he getting reprinted? I heard something about Energy Evolution getting reprinted. I might be wrong. Uh, I haven't heard that yet, but it's been a busy two weeks for me, so I haven't kept up, but I will. I'm and I'll not get back as to up you. to it as I used to be. I'm up to Ultra Prism, and that's about where I stopped right now. And okay. I haven't paid attention to Celestial Storm or Forbidden Light. So that's just where I am with the TCG. So last piece of news. Oh, well, first of all, EV Day is happening. I don't think we'd hit on that. There's going to be two community days in Pokemon Go. Uh, two days of EV. You can go to what is it called? Um, it's August fourteenth and fifteenth, or fifteenth and sixteenth. I gotta yeah. check my dates. Fourteenth and fifteenth. I got it right the first time. Two p.m. to five p.m. Eastern. You can go both days. Go get EV. No special move has been is announced. It, is as it I the fourteenth and fifteenth? That's yes. not Saturday and Sunday. I know. I told you that when you first mentioned it. You nobody listens. Hmm. It is the fourteenth and fifteenth. <laughs> It is the 14th and 15th of August. You can do both of those. You can get shiny Eevees. I've heard a lot of complaints about, well, you don't know how you're going to be able to evolve them. You can't control the evolution from Umbreon to Espeon, or Umbreon and Espeon, but you can't control the other three. It's random three. And uh, my wife actually came up with a very good reasoning to why you should still go for it, even if you want shiny Umbreon or shiny Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, etc., and that's that you can transfer them to Pokemon or Let's Go, and they'll still be shiny when they're there. And they re-roll the stats as well. Yeah, well, it doesn't even matter if they re-roll the stats. It just means, yeah, you can go ahead and use a Water Stone in Pokemon Let's Go. You don't need yeah. candies to evolve there. Yeah, and you that's finally cool. get that party of shiny evolutions. Only Shira is still going to be laboring <laughs> because yes. it's not going to be competitive the one she gets. Absolutely. Did she get it? I I haven't visited the Discord every day. I haven't followed up with her on that. Sure, let us know. Yes, please. Uh, Finally, uh, two other things that I want to mention. First is that there was some merchandise that was recently launched, and I know a lot of people are up in a huff about it because it showed Eevee and the eight Eevee Lucians along with one mystery piece that they haven't unveiled yet, and everybody's like, oh, man, that means Gen 8's going to have a new Eevee Lucian. So, first of all, I think if there was a new Evolution, we would have heard about it by now. Only because in the Pokemon movie that was recently released, there was an Eevee that took front stage in terms of characters. Um, which definitely helped with the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee craze that was happening. But yeah. you would have also seen it evolve into this new Evolution if they were trying to hype it up, right? And, and I don't think it's a new Evolution. They've done this before. Even Let's go back to this movie. They had a bunch of merch with question marks over everything, and it ended up just being like different peak poses of Pikachu and Eevee, where you had question mark merch. And here, I can really see that last pin or pendant. I don't even know exactly what they are. But 
that last one I think you're going to see get filled in with a Pikachu wearing like an Eevee costume or something. Probably. It could be. Manage your expectations. If there is another evolution, I you can be like, that's you're wrong. And I'll be like, well, you were basing your trend off of three data points. I think I just make bold claims a lot of the time because I know they're inevitable, but I want to get a rise out of people. This is one of those cases where I don't think that's true. I don't know if that an evolution is going to be necessary. We've gotten evolutions uh, added to the game three separate occasions. Now, they were all even generations, and I understand generation eight is an even generation. But even then, you're going to get people going, well, they always add two. And it's like, except for that one time, they didn't. Looking at you, Gen 6. <laughs> you know, this this could be paying back to that. Like, going back to, like, here's your second evolution you didn't get in Gen 6. No, 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 no. Uh, no. But honestly, though, I think what we need to look at is even if Gen 8 has a new evolution, they're not going to show it to us now. because no, especially before the let's go hype. Exactly. The first mm-hmm. Gen 8 Pokemon we're going to get is the special one you get mm-hmm. when you link um, Let's Go to Pokemon Go. Yeah. And it's not going to be an evolution because otherwise people are going to get all up in arms about the fact that, oh, you're revealing the first Pokemon of Gen 8. It's a new evolution. And I can't evolve my Eevee partner from Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's just one of those things. I don't think it's going to happen. What if it's a fusion before uh, between Pikachu and Eevee? No. Please no. Please no. <laughs> they did this once and it just didn't work, okay? They've done this once and it they just never did it again. <laughs> so I, I don't think we'll see Pokemon fusions. I think that would be a very, uh, very poor way for Pokemon. Technically they did it twice, but but that, that's yeah. enough. We're not going to talk about Reburst, okay? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Kyurem and the Crossma. Yeah, yep, that's true. But I I don't think they're gonna you're gonna see fusions in the way that you think we should see fusions. No, I don't think that'll work very well at all. That makes Pokemon that makes Pokemon lose as part of its unique factor. Yep. Uh, Ooh, but you know you know what I could see, and I'm sorry for for going off topic for a minute. What I could see is. Maybe the new crazy mechanic for Gen 8 after Mega Evolution and Z Crystals is something along the lines of fusing with a Pokemon, but it's not a Pokemon fusing with a Pokemon, it's you fusing with a Pokemon like Lusamine did with Nihiligo. I would hope not. Yeah, me neither. Because Pokemon Rebirth did just that, and it didn't go over that well. Just the manga yeah. just didn't do that well compared to the other manga. And I just don't see that working out unless they revamped it in a completely different way. Also, like I said, I think that takes away from what the core of Pokemon is at that point. I agree. I was just throwing an idea out there. <laughs> also, I would be totally okay if Pokemon just was like, you know what? We don't need to make a new mechanic next gen. And they just come up with 70 really cool Pokemon that can actually be used in the metagame. Instead oh, of yeah. being like, hey, base speed 50, that should be our top bar. <laughs> And then making 70 Pokemon based on that. So So what you're saying is that Tapu Koko was the first Gen 7 Pokemon they designed and he got past, like, security because he was first on scene. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That is absolutely what I believe happened. Oh, man, that's good. All right. So final thing in the news before we move on to the pokey quiz today we are going to go ahead and i want to mention summer league is in its last week of baggage collection so if you have not collected all of the badges 
be sure to try to do that as soon as possible for that chance to win that 2DS XL. I know a lot of people are close, and I know somebody messaged uh-huh. me last night for a gym battle, but I had fallen asleep, and I could not gym battle them. So just be sure. Uh, most of our gym leaders are going to try to be more flexible this week. Just message them if you can't make it to their gym times, and they'll probably try to help you out, including myself. So if, if you need to get those badges so that you can get in that tournament of champions and then win that to win that 2DS XL, hopefully whoever wins it lives in the main 48 United States because if not, it's going to be really expensive to ship. So <laughs> outside of that, though, guys, I think that is where we're going to end our news and we're going to kick it on over to Puckles Poke Quiz where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means no browsers, no internet, they just gotta use what they know. Of course, we have five questions today, each worth a point apiece. One has a bonus point, so they can grab an extra point there. And as always, they have a hint that they can use, but if they get all the questions correct without it, they can cash it in for an extra point. For a possible total of seven, they are operating today as a team, competing against the rest of the co-hosts to see who can get to 30 points the fastest because whoever gets there gets their plush from PokemonCenter.com of $20 or less. So if you guys are ready, I have five questions today, all based on a common theme of berries. Oh, no. Wow. Ready as I ever be. All right, here we go. Question number one. What does the cherry berry do? That's it? It removes paralysis. Paralysis, that is yeah. It. Yes, that is. I mean, it's they get harder. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We go uh, on. Yay! <laughs> that is correct. It cures paralysis. You guys have one point. So this next one, this one's from Cloud9, which inspired this trend, mostly because I needed to come up with trivia questions in a very short amount of time. And I, he wants to know, what does the Chalon Berry do? The Chalon Berry. I... Okay, so, Jushiro, I think it might be one of the ones that reduces super effective damage, and I think it might be the dragon one. Hey, your guess is better than mine. Okay, I don't think I'm going to come up with anything better, so I'm going to say it halves the damage taken from a super effective dragon-type attack. That is unfortunately incorrect. You were halfway there. It halves the damage from a normal type move. It does not need oh. to be super effective, though. Ooh. Just a normal type move. Well, at least it was one of those. <laughs> it was one of those. You were correct. This one's a little bit special because normal's never super effective, right? Yeah. So it's it's slightly. So question number three is one of the rare Puckles Pokey Quiz multiple choice questions. Uh, so hopefully you can get this correct. This actually applies to the TCG as well. Oh, great. So the TCG has actually introduced a variety of cards that have used berries from the Pokemon world. However, it's made up its own as well. So I've got four cards here that were in the Pokemon TCG, and I want to know which one never actually got a card in the TCG. Four berries, I should say. Four berries. Three of them had TCG cards. One of them did not. Please let me know which one. Your choices are the memory berry, the lumberry, the pineapple berry, and the fluffy berry. 
Well, one of these did not have a TCG card. Well, um, two of those are not berries in the game. Correct. correct. However, the I TCG think made up some cards. Yeah, he yeah. Memory sounds as if that was actually on the TCG. Yeah, memory and fluffy are not. Like, I don't think they're in the game, so they have to be TCG cards. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember this thing. I distinctly remember memory. Fluffy or fluff, I do not. Uh, I believe there is definitely a Lumberry card. Uh, I am between Pinup and Fluff. And I will but go f- with Fluff because no. Fluffy. Oh, wait, why? Because Fluff was never in the game, so it has to be a card. It has to be something that was made up for the TCG, so it automatically gets a card, right? Correct. No, uh, because it could just, it doesn't exist. One of these doesn't have a card. Oh, that's the question. Yeah. Um, I, hmm. um, so it has to be Pineup, because if you remember the Lumberry card and Fluff, like, all of these exist somewhere, right, Thatch? I will not confirm or deny that. No comment. Well, well then I think you're right, Jashiro, because... If it's not in the game, and if it's not in uh, CCG, I guess it just doesn't exist. No, but no, you with your yeah, no, no, yeah, your your logic is sound. Um, if they, if we can assume all of them exists, uh, it's some, it has to be pinup. I cannot pin up, I cannot remember a pinup TCG at all card. I mean, it essentially depends on how evil Thatch is being right now, throwing something in there that never existed. But if, um, I mean, if if all of those exist somewhere, then it's definitely Pineup. Yeah. If one of them is allowed to have never existed anywhere, it's the fluff. I will go with Pineup. I will because trust I... you. You're the TCG yeah. expert. That uh, is fine. correct. Yes! It is the Pineup berry. It never got a card. The fluffy berry, however, did. The fluffy bear. Remember there, what what set was that? Uh, all of these were prior to Gen Four. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was very okay. surprised because I was looking at berries on in the TCG, um, and it was uh, there are several that just never like existed in the game. They were just like you know what? Yeah. Forget this. It doesn't exist. Um, we're just gonna make whatever we want in the TCG. So you got things such as the Miracle Berry, the Balloon Berry. That. The healing berry, the memory berry, the fluffy one. berry. The fluffy's the only one I don't remember. <laughs> fluffy actually was an EX Unseen Forces. Mm, and it was a- okay. there was actually a copy of them all in the Meganium Typhlosion and Feraligator Fer- uh, starter decks. Okay. Came out. So if you're looking for a place to find them. Oh, th- that was actually only in Jap- Japan. It was an a- a- EX Unseen Forces here in the US. Gotcha. Yeah. Boof, blew your mind right there. So it was yep. Gen 3. It was a Gen 3 berry, the fluffy berry. <laughs> All right. Wow. So that gives you guys two points for today. So we're going to move on. This next one has two possible answers. It contains the bonus point. You get one point for each answer. So in Generation 6, you could use every single berry to create two different items for your Pokemon's consumption. What were they? This is including um, all of Gen 6 games. All Gen 6 games. Okay, so in Gen 3, you can make um, Pokeblocks. And yeah. you can use any type of candy in Pokeblocks. 
So those are in the remakes, which are part of Generation 6. So that's that's one, I think. Okay. What about the Puffins? Puffins are in Gen 4. Gen 4, okay. In Generation 6, X and Y, there was a Jewish shop in Lumia City. Yes. And you can could make various kinds of juices that had yes. different effects on your Pokemon, like they had to do with Eevees and stuff. So you could make various kinds of berry juices. I think yeah, yeah. those are the answers. Are those your final answers? Can, can we make uh, the juices? I'm 100% sure on the blocks, though. Um, yeah, you, you can put anything in a Pokeblock. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah. Those are both correct. It is yes! both the Poke Blocks and the Berry Juices. That is four points for you guys today. So let's Good. see if you guys can get question number five. And as always, it is a base deck question that has nothing to do with berries because it's really <laughs> hard to wrap all of that in. So I want to know. The answer is uh, chuckle. I wish. <laughs> I, I mean, he could have done that. <laughs> I could have done that, but that would have been really easy. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> what bug type Pokemon has the highest base HP stat. Well, we still have our hand. You do still uh, have our hand. Well, let's use this minute first. <laughs> let's use our okay. first minute. Good, uh, good. So, what do we have? Bug type, eight, uh, high HP. Uh, I don't believe Fer- Feratra, uh, Feratress is one of them. Uh, it just um, has really high defenses. Yeah, correct. Uh, same thing with Shuckle. Oh, wait, Shuckle's... Yeah, it's bug yeah, rock, but yeah. no HP. Yeah, uh, Heracross. I do not recall it having too much of a high. What about Mega Heracross? Uh, Megas never change the base HP value. The base, okay. Oh, good to know. Okay. Um, it can't be Genesect. It's too offensive to have high HP. Mm-mm. Boswell is really bulky on the physical side, which includes very high HP. Plus, well, this is good. If I don't remember, if, if yeah. I remember correctly. Um, what else do we have here to work with? Bulky, what about... Bugger type Pokemon. What about... Drawing a blank here. I'm going to need the answer, guys. No, we're going to need a hint. Yep. It's a dual type. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, uh, <laughs> it's ba- so I, I should, I should clarify as well for the question that if it, if you were to say Arceus, I would have to let you in by technicality, but because you used the hint, it is not Arceus. Um, <laughs> this Pokemon's base HP is lower than it's Arceus's lower base than HP. <laughs> yes. Uh, Okay, um, lower than 120. Honestly, who the heck knows? It it might be something incredibly dumb. Like, um, I don't think it's Volcarona. No, no. Um, um God, there's so many. It's also types. really popular in the TCG. Oh, it's Buswolf. Okay. I was right then. <laughs> yep, you were right. Buzzwool is correct. It has a base HP stat of 107, <laughs> making it the highest bug type Pokemon, the uh, highest base HP of all bug type Pokemon, which is absurd <laughs> because bug type, like that's bug type Pokemon for you, I guess. Yep. 
But so, his soul. Hmm? His soul. He is soul. Um, so that guy um, that gives you guys five points for the day. That that changes ooh, up the board almost. Not bad. We did good. It's because we had TCG questions. <laughs> oh, <and> TCG hints. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let me let me click my button to sort these. So in first place, we have Scrawn with 13 points. Tied nice. for second right now with seven points, we have Gator and Jushiro. Oof. Following that up, tied for fourth, we have Sublime and Dr. Shamu, followed by a tie for sixth place with Maximus and Whimsicott with five points. Basket is in eighth with four points, and our Sigma is in ninth with one. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. Well, actually, Snag has one, too. I forgot. Um, but... Yeah, snag snags tied for ninth. Everybody else's everybody else has to get on the board. So that is gonna be it for this series of Puckles Pokey Quiz. Tune in next week for another exciting one. We are gonna take a short break here, guys, and we're gonna be right back at you with the topic. Hey Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, pucklepodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokolonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash Podcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Podcast, And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash Podcast. And welcome back to the show, guys. And our topic today is going to be Gen 4, What Can It Bring? We want to bring this up mostly because we want to talk about Gen 4. It's coming back to Pokemon Go, it looks like. Well, not coming back, but coming to Pokemon Go, it seems. I agree. Whimsicott and I were discussing it. She says that it makes most sense for it to come on Eevee Day with Leafeon and Glaceon, which I agree with entirely. I uh-huh. think that would be a phenomenal way to do it. However, I could also see them just messing it up and just not doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's Pokemon in general. They are going to give me Leafeon someday. Probably soon. But with Pokemon Go doing that as well, and Gen 8 coming to the Switch, I think it is almost inevitable that 2020, 2021, we're going to see a Pokemon remake of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl on the Nintendo Switch. I think we will see that. They seem to be doing this thing now, and I'm drawing speculation. (laughs) And this is horrible. (laughs) I'm becoming what I hate. They're Uh skipping generations for these remakes because Gen 7 didn't have a remake, guys. Uh Uh-uh. And Gen 8, they they could have a remake. Gen 6 had a remake. Gen 4 had a remake. Gen 4, Gen 8 could be Gen 4, the remake. Here we go. It could be. I could see that. It could track, yeah. yeah. They they are virtual consoling the original games as well. So that might be something that could be in the way. Ooh, so they... I don't agree with that for a lot okay. of reasons. And I will explain why. I don't want to crush your hopes and dreams. But that's just because... <laughs> That's that's your la- that's your middle name. That's Crusher of Dreams <laughs> and Hopes. We haven't seen a virtual console on the Switch yet. It's been out for over a year. Still no oh, virtual console. Good point. And I think they're doing that for a lot of reasons. The first reason being... Oh, no, wait, wait. Uh, so, I meant mis- misunderstanding. Uh, when I meant virtual console, I meant just bringing back the originals in some form some form or another. I don't oh, mean okay. necessarily okay. through virtual console, sorry. I just meant like, oh, we have now, uh, you know, red, blue, yellow, and now we have gold, silver, and, 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 and crystal. So, who knows if those things are in the way of getting us a remake again, ever again. I think that's false just because they did mm-hmm. they did Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire yeah. in 2014. Those games were actually some of the best-selling remakes of all time, by the way. 
Really? They, okay. They did way better than Leaf Green Fire Red. I don't think they hit the Heart Gold Soul Silver numbers, but if they they were very close. Okay. And those are just huge games. The those were really good games. They're leaving money on the table not doing it because the game's essentially all made. They can add a couple things. They've got a new engine that they can put them on when they bring out Gen 8. You can just kind of slap the Gen 4 engine onto them. Now, the Let's Go games, I think, might be something that stands in our way, though I would argue they probably don't. I I don't also see them coming out in a re-release, like a true re-release form. They did red and blue and gold, silver, crystal like that, mostly because Uh those were the games that couldn't transfer from yeah from those games to the current generations of pokemon and now you can which i think is very simple sim, uh, symbolic in what junichi masuda likes to accomplish he likes to have all of the games be connected in some way because he knew there what he felt really bad about gen 2 not being able to connect to gen 3 he said that was one of his biggest regrets in all of pokemon and yeah. they found a way around that in terms of the virtual console and bringing them up to gen 7 so I don't think we're going to see a huge issue with virtual console nonsense. Uh, also, I don't think a virtual console type deal will come to the Switch ever. Um, well, maybe in terms of their online service and you getting like these free games that they wanted you to have. But I don't think you'll get the service that you think that in the in the virtual console that we know and love. Mostly because they're just like, you know what, if we release these little plastic boxes called a NES Classic and a SNES Classic, exactly. they sell super well. And that's essentially a virtual console, but then a plug-and-play system. Uh, and true, but those those are not in constant manufacture, though. Like the you the NES Classic, although you can still get it online, they no longer make those. Actually, they do. They actually did a they re-release do? of the NES Classic just very oh, okay. recently. I can go pick one up at my Meyer down the street if you want me to. And okay. We, <laughs> but yeah, they did do another re- run of the NES Classic actually very recently. Oh, interesting. Yep. Okay. And there's also leaked documents that show that an N64 classic looks like it's coming as well. I don't think we're going to see any kind of virtual console in this in the form that we've seen virtual console, which makes me really sad because I think virtual console was one of the greatest things they'd ever done. But yeah. I think they realize that they can make a heck of a lot more money if they package them in those little plastic systems because and instead of getting was- me Instead of getting me to buy one game for $10, they're going to get some sucker to pay $60 for 20 games that they weren't going to sell anyway. If it, and if it, it's regrettable because if it, there's one system you would have thought that it would just hit the ball out of the park with the virtual console, it was the Switch. Yeah, I agree with that. And I just, I mean, ah, we, we, could, we could save that for our Nintendo podcast that we'll start one day, Jushiro. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Definitely. But I want to hit on Gen 4 just because that remake's coming and... I think that it can bring some more stuff to the franchise. Remakes do bring a couple other things. I think Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire were kind of a letdown in terms of remakes. I think Heart Gold Soul Silver are kind of the pinnacle. You can look at all the things they added. They did a lot of things right. They added this cool Safari Zone in, which had a ton of mechanics, by the way. I don't know if anybody ever got into the Safari Zone in Heart Gold Soul Silver, but it was fantastic. It yeah. was just amped up. They also added in features from Crystal Version. Which is exactly where where the Gen 6 remakes were went wrong. Exactly. They didn't bring in all of the mechanics. And I think you can get away with that also, though, in Diamond and Pearl, because I don't think Platinum was that big of a jump compared to Crystal to Gold and Silver, or yeah. even Emerald to Ruby and Sapphire. I don't think that Platinum version brought a lot to the table that wasn't already there, except for, of course, a new Battle Frontier 
though we can all argue it's a much worse inferior version of the battle frontier and (laughs) but that was in those remakes and or in the in the platinum version so i think you could get away with it there i think you could be true to the source material in those terms as long as you keep the pokemon distribution from platinum and not the pokemon distribution from diamond and pearl because diamond and pearl (laughs) had this huge problem of hey did you pick uh monferno no, then here's your ponyta. Yeah, here's your ponyta. That's what you're <laughs> going to deal with, guys. Um, and so I hope that we get da- a, a better Pokemon selection, which they typically do an all right job with that, with the remakes. Though I would yeah. like to see some new feature. I think they could definitely amp it up. And I would love to see a Delta episode style thing in Diamond and Pearl remakes. I think the biggest oh, one yeah. would be, I think the best one they could probably do is one, they could either do the full-on Arceus Azure flute thing like we never got in the U.S. I think that would be really hype. Or a Darkrai Cresselia Exactly. Thing. I think Darkrai Cresselia would hit it way better, in oh, my yeah. personal opinion. I think you could just you could do a crazy Darkrai one and remove Darkrai from mythical status. Well, remove. I'm going to put that in quotes. Because Deoxys is still referred to as a mythical Pokemon, even though it was kind of demythicaled in the Delta episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that's something that they could keep going, and I would love to see that keep going. Man, yeah, there were some things about Gen Four that I remember very fondly, among the giant mental fog wall that Gen Four is for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of them is the Pokey Radar. Yes, they, that was the introduction. If we got like an updated version of the Pokey Radar, I would go insane with joy. I think that's something that a lot of people would like just because the shining hunting method that they came up with in Gen 7 was very bland and it didn't really evolve. It just kind of condensed everything into one method, which isn't a lot of fun to do compared to the pokey radar or the what is it called? The dex nav. Yeah, those are proper mini games in a way. Mm-hmm. While chaining for SOS encounters is just a trial of patience, honestly. Yes, you're exactly correct. And so it'd be more fun to watch somebody do that in a shiny method, in a shiny hunt, than anything else. We'll see how it goes. I would really, I do really like that as an idea. I think one thing that it can bring back to the table, and this is something that we've talked about several times, and I think Game Freak has missed out on it as an opportunity. Well, this could be an opportunity for them to bring it back. And that's making mythical Pokemon like an adventure again. Yes, a quest. Yeah, Flower Paradise. Just because I think that's something they've lost. I'm tired of just walking up to a guy and he gives me a mythical Pokemon. I would really like... You don't have to put it into the game. Maybe sell it as DLC, which I think would be easier to do. Well, not sell it, but make it DLC, which I think would be easier to do for the Nintendo Switch. Which Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree. You can just be like, oh, there's an update to this game. And you update it and there's a new location you could go to in the Nintendo Switch. And you go there and you pick up your Volcanion in that location. And then the update could come again. Uh, a few weeks later, a month later, and it closes that area off. It's no longer not only that. Yeah, not only that, but set up a, a small quest where you can actually add some story and some description and background to that mystical Pokemon or that mythical one. And the reason why it is mythical, why it's so rare, it's something that we don't see. That just give it without. I mean, we have all the information always in the Pokedex, but it's always fun to be able to discover why this Pokemon is so rare, why this Pokemon is what it is, and and I feel that that's something that has been lost as well. 
It has been. I mean, look at Marshadow, right? I think Marshadow is probably the biggest offender of all of these. Only because I was I was going with the mythical Pokemon and just going along and saying, I am all right with them not getting backstory in the games because the movies are at least giving them some story that goes along with this, right? Mm-hmm. And then they decided to do this new thing with the movies where they flip it. And it's a reboot of Ash's journey. It's kind of a different dimension of Ash. And he's on his own journey and he runs into characters and he's doing his own thing. And Marshadow just gets, he kind of just gets thrown into this awesome story with ho and stuff. And yeah. he doesn't really get his own backstory. He doesn't get his own movie. He doesn't get emphasized very clearly. So I would yeah. like to, I, I, that was the moment I go, this is the real offender of, this is the pinnacle of po- mythical Pokemon becoming worse. Mostly, like, they're just forgettable. Like, I forget that Marshallow exists because it's not mentioned in the game. It has no backstory whatsoever. I can't use it in OU because it's a newer Pokemon. And I just forget it exists. Exactly. And I want them to work. I want them to do... I just want there to be a story, a little bit of something, because I want us to be able to come on the show and be like, hey, did you check out this new little quest for Pokemon? And I think that would be a fun discussion to have. We could talk about the the quest, the story, and how it could have been improved or how good it was. Or it, There's a lot of directions to go there because you can look at all of the Gen 4, and we're, we're going back to Gen 4 because I think this is an opportunity for them to go, okay, Gen 4 had some really cool mythical Pokemon stories. How can we wrap this up into our Gen 8 gameplay, right? Maybe Gen 8 starts bringing back mythical Pokemon as these hired beings that you can go on quests to go catch eventually. I would really love to see exactly. them just give us items. Again, I think that would be the best. Just give I us mean, an item if- and let us go do something. I think that is a much better way to do it than just download a mystery gift and you have it. Even if you want to keep the straightforward mystery gift thing, at least put something in the game. Like, Shamin had essentially an entire area dedicated to it in the game. This is Flora Roma Town. This is where the legend of that legendary Pokemon that you can give the Grassidia flower to exists and is like yeah, uh, perpetrated generation through generation. And it's like, like, do you remember as a kid? I wasn't a kid, but do you remember as a kid walking through the mansion on Cinnabar Island and reading yep. this scattered entries yeah. about Mew and Mewtwo? That was cool. That made Mew and Mewtwo memorable. It it made you want so badly to own those Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think just having these in-game mentions is a big part of it. And like I said, Gen 4, I think, is an excellent opportunity because in my mind, that was the peak of mythical Pokemon. I think the other example of this is the Celebi quest. Even then, because yes. the Celebi quest wasn't even anything special. It wasn't go catch Celebi. It was here's a Celebi, and then that unlocks an in-game event. Mm. And that if you just unlock an in-game event for me, I think that would be fantastic. Like, yeah. Give, me, yeah. give me the Gen 8 Mew, and then we go to a specific location, and we have a little bit of backstory that happens. And then maybe a battle happens in that, but it's an easy battle or something like that. Nothing too tough, but something that brings story to the forefront. Because in, for those of you who don't know, in Harkold Soul Silver, you get the Celebi, you go back in time, you learn some backstory about Silver being Giovanni's son, which is true in the manga, it's canon in the manga, and it was somewhat canon in the games, but it was never spoken. Yeah. And it was all until hints. then, until then, it was spoken, and it's just like very clearly, this is Silver, Giovanni's son. And it makes it makes the story deeper and richer. 
And I would really like to see something like that happen in the next games. One thing that I would love for uh, Gen 4 to bring back, and, and and we were talking about this before we started recording, it's one of my favorite aspects of Gen 4 is the underground. Mm. Um, the underground mm. was so much fun. Uh, the mini games where you would hunt down uh, gems and uh, the uh, the fossils, and then you had these secret bases, and then you would play capture the flag and so forth. It was just, I can feel it was super fun back then. I feel that now if they bring it back, they have so much opportunity to just enrich it with so many more uh features that could definitely make it something worthwhile or or they can let you just hunt more more uh fossils or more or an ice stone like this Mm -hmm. i would just honestly i would dig it just for the fossil hunting yes and make fossils useful make fossils you know i mean there's no way of really doing that you can't really change the stats that drastically for a gen but uh, hunting those fossils would be great if those fossils were more useful than they are. I think the problem with fossil Pokemon, if you're that worried about it, it's mostly that they're rock type. That's really their yeah. problem. <laughs> is that they're rock yep. type. Rock's not a very good defensive typing. Rock is no. a much better offensive typing. It's, it's It falls in the same boat as ice. Ice yeah. is a really good offensive typing, not a very good defensive typing. We talked about this yeah. a few weeks ago, though, in the type chart episode. And guess what my favorite fossil Pokemon is? It's Aurorus, isn't it? It's, it's Aurorus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Take a it bullet punch in the face. Yep. <laughs> so bad, but it's so pretty. Yeah. I think another thing that Gen 4 can bring, and this is more of a nostalgia factor for me, I think, but I, I want them to use it as a way to kind of recapture the magic in reconnecting with people. Because Gen 4 was the first time that Pokemon had online capabilities because it was the DS. The DS was all about, hey, you can play online now. And you can play with your friends over the internet. They could be at their house. You could be at your house. And it was it was very much in that age of you can connect. And that's honestly what inspired the creation of Puckle is, hey, I want to have a place that we can do tournaments and we can hang out. And I think I want to see that magic recaptured. I don't know how they'll do it. But I would love to be I would love to see something. Even if it's something as simple as when Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire dropped, we got the Eon ticket as a Street Pass feature. Mm. I would love to see something like that. Yeah. You know what I think would make everyone happy, but I actually hope they do this in Gen 8 and don't wait until the remakes. Give us the PSS back, please. Oh my gosh, right? Please, PSS, come back. Maybe that's why they took it away so that we can we can realize that we want it back. I would be Maybe. so down though for PSS to come back. I I, I think it's going to come with Gen Eight. I feel like they've heard our cries, and they probably ignored them, and we're just like Festival Plaza, round two. Here we go. No! <laughs> <laughs> I would really like to see that, though. I think a... I, I don't know. I, I just want them to recapture that magic of, hey, let's connect. Let's play online. It's going to be quick. It's going to be easy. We're going to have fun. Right? And they could do it as simply as... This might be a Gen 8 thing rather than a Gen 4 thing. But they could do it as simply as... They came up with that... They came up with the way that you can hold your own tournament through a QR code thing now. However, mm. I would like to see them take that to a ne- the next notch and let us do brackets through the online system of Pokemon. 
Oh. I think if they introduced that, that would be one of the best features that ever existed in a Pokemon game online. That and letting me choose the background in which I'm battling in. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Fix this, please. I'm tired yes. of seeing simulated people in the background. Let me do it on a beach. Yes. Let me do it in the middle of a city. Honestly, Pokemon Battle yes. Revolution, just if we're going to talk about Gen 4, Pokemon Battle Revolution, give me those sceneries. Let me pick them to battle with them online. Please, Please. because we've had the same one for two gens. It, it did yep. not change. It's just a slightly different poopier color. Yeah, it was the Gosh. same thing, though. Like I don't understand how they can't let me select a different screen. Like, I should be able to choose the scenery that I want, right? Like, just let me choose arenas. That's all I want. Just let You have it in the game code, too. That's what's even worse. This is in the game code. Yeah, I just didn't get it. I, I just feel like it's one of those things that's definitely not a priority for them. But I think if they did it, it would just take Pokemon to that next notch. If they let me choose whatever background scenery that they had in the game. The Switch is the way to do it. I think the Switch is the time to do it. And I'm hoping in 2019 we get it. But if not, 2020, you can re- you can fix all of your, my problems with your game by just bringing out a Gen 4 remake and being like, yeah, this is it right here. This is your life for the next two years. <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad. I was mad about Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire being the game I'd use for two years. Um, And I wouldn't be mad, though, if like it was shiny diamond and sparkling pearl. That I had to deal with for two years. I just came up with their names. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> they're not even going to be good names. It's going to be it's going to be awful. But I I think those would be fantastic features that you could add in, without a problem. Like just recapture that magic, fix mythical Pokemon, and there's a lot you could do with Gen Four. There's a lot you can do because it was a very good game that I thought did a lot for the franchise. And it didn't reboot. It let you bring everything up from Gen 3. And it was like, we're so... It was, I felt like Gen 4 was a lot of an apology for Gen 3. Honestly. I, I, I've said this many times in the show. I, Gen 4 single-handedly saved my Pokemon fandom. Because after Gen 3, I was so disappointed. I, Gen 3 is my least favorite gen. I was not willing to go back uh, 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 as a sure thing. And Gen 4 came in, and it just recaptured the magic for me, and it brought me back, and thanks to Gen 4, I'm just still here. Yeah. Uh, it there we go. kind of did that for me, but it did that by tricking me. I think I've told this story before on the show. It was like, there's a TV commercial saying Pokemon Platinum will allow you to get every Pokemon in existence, the definitive Pokemon game. And I'm like, hmm, I haven't played a Pokemon game since Silver, but that sounds like something I want to do. And then it wasn't true, but by that time, I had like 300 hours logged into the underground. And I was <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I think that's a good place to stop. I think Gen 4 can definitely bring a lot to the table, and hopefully it does. But we're going to take a short break here, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Have you had a hankering for some spicy Dunspar swings at the low price of $9.35? Or maybe you'll get in the vapors for some juicy Toros tenderloin at a steal of $27.96. Whatever the case, head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse, where, if it moves, we'll serve it. <laughs> Thank you. 
episode. And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 491, Darkrai, the pitch black Pokemon. Its Pokemon Platinum Pokedex entry states, To protect itself, it afflicts those around it with nightmares. However, it means no harm. It does have that unique ability in Nightmare. I keep forgetting about this constantly. So Darkrai is in the Ubers tier because it's Darkrai. And it's going to be in the Ubers tier. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that. I mean, you can't be mad about that, right? Uh, and, it's stupid fast, stupid strong. Mm-hmm. It's not even that frail. No, not and at it all. It has crazy moves. So. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna. It's it's a fantastic. It's it's a fantastic Pokemon in general. I think, and so, uh, I mean, it was. I was really hyped for it when it first came out because base speed one twenty five. So that's really cool. And it's pure dark, which was a newer type in Gen 4. Yes. And it also got has a base special attack of 135. So it was a solid Pokemon at the time. And it was immediately bumped up to Ubers. Nobody could play with it. So outside of that, though, it also has a signature move in Dark Void, which is a move that puts Pokemon to sleep. It has an accuracy of 50% unless it's Darkrai now because Smeargle ruined it for everybody. <laughs> mm. That's actually true because so Dark Void used to have an accuracy of eighty percent for every Pokemon. However, Dark Void is uh, successfully used by Darkrai um, for whatever move. Uh, however, it can it's it's reduced to fifty percent, which is really sad. Um, the accuracy was reduced to fifty percent because Dark Void was really really bad or really really good. That was the problem because it would it was hypnosis, but for two Pokemon. Huh. Yeah, it just kind of broke VGC. Yeah, it did. Smeargle was everywhere. People are still trying it, but the problem is it doesn't work anymore on anything. Only Darkrai can use Dark Void now. Thank God. Yes, it should might, be. At, at that point, you might as well run Prankster Grass Whistle Whimsicott. Yeah, exactly. I mean. It does just as well. And I think Grass Whistle has an accuracy of 55, too, which is really nice. So... Yeah, it, that was the problem. But if you want to run Darkrai now in Ubers, I don't think it's the best in Ubers. However, you can get around with stuff. I would definitely run a timid Darkrai um, with uh, with probably Dark Pulse on it. 252 special attack, 252 speed, of course. And you can run... You should run Hypnosis over Dark Void now because um, <laughs> it no longer has the accuracy buff. Uh, he also gets access to Nasty Plot, so run Nasty Plot. And then he gets a decent pool for coverage because he is an Ubers. And you can get Thunder, Sludge Bomb, I believe even Focus Blast on him. Yeah, you can do Focus Blast. And he gets Icy Wind because everybody gets Icy Wind now too. But he also probably gets, let me double check. I, he has to get Ice Beam because, yeah, he gets Ice Beam. So don't run Icy Wind. And But it's Darkrai. Do it. Have fun. You put your Pokemon to sleep. He's got bad dreams. Bad dreams just eats your Pokemon's your opponent's health if they're asleep. It's stupid good. And not to set himself too far about uh in a, so too far back in the TCG, he has couple has a few great cards in the TCG going on now. For the current meta in the standard, we have three available Darkrai. So we start with Darkrai EX. Uh, it has two attacks. Right? I'm going to cover since there are a lot of them. We're going to cover them real fast. We got uh, Darkrai EX from Breakpoint. It has Dark Pulse, which is 20 plus for two double colorless. This attack does 20 damage uh, for each 
dark energy attached to all of your Pokemon, so it hits hard as uh, the more energies you have. And then you have Dark Head for 80 plus for one darkness and two double color, uh, well, a double colorless. If your opponent's active Pokemon is asleep, this attack does 80 more damage, continuing the theme of being the nightmare Pokemon. We also have Darkrai GX with 180 HP, has inability and two attacks. Its ability. Restoration once during your turn before your attack. If your Pokemon is in your discard pile, you may put it into your bench, then attaching darkness energy uh, card from your discard pile onto it. You has dark cleave as a single attack, single normal attack for dark two darkness and one colorless dark cleave 130. This attack doesn't uh, this attack's damage isn't affected by resistance. And finally, you have uh, dark and GX, it's GX attack which is two darkness, one colorless as well. If your opponent's active Pokemon is affected by a special condition, that Pokemon is automatically knocked out. And finally, most recent, because we don't have enough Darkrai's, is Darkrai Prism <laughs> Star. Darkrai Prism Star, of course, the rule on Prism Star Pokemon is that you can only have one Prism Star of that name in the deck, so you can only have one Darkrai Prism Star in your deck. It does Nightmare Stars and its ability... When you play this Pokemon from your hand onto your bench during your turn, you may attach two Darkness Energy cards from your hand to it. Now, you guys know, for those of you who don't play the TCG listening, you notice that I'm saying Darkness. is because in the TCG, Dark is referred to as Darkness. And then uh, Abysmal Sleep for Darkness Energies. You have 120. And then you have your opponent's active Pokemon. It's now asleep. Your opponent flips two coins instead of one between turns. If... Either of them is Tails. That Pokemon is still asleep. Darkrai's just been solid in the TCG forever. It's been, yes. It's it's kind of now having a little bit of issues because of Buswold being so relevant. Yes. Going back to our trivia question there. Buswold is so relevant and dark, uh, dark in the TCG's weak against fighting. Um, and this right now, one of the best decks around in the TCG is Buswold, and it just destroys Darkness. Mm-hmm. All right, but so for those of you who are unfamiliar with Darkrai and uninitiated, it was actually created as the opposite to Cresselia, which is really weird because one's mythical, one's not. And Mm -hmm. there was actually, going back to our discussion about how mythical Pokemon used to be good, there was just a part in the game where you would actually see a sailor, um, a sailor, one of the sailor's son would be having nightmares in the game, and he would be saying, Darkrai is watching me in his sleep. And so you actually heard about Darkrai even without the event going on, which was crazy yep. awesome. And that's why you had, to yep. give, you had to give the lunar ring, the lunar wing to hit the kid and he would be healed. It was fantastic. And I, I don't know. It's just, it blows my mind. It's super cool. It just, it, the mythical Pokemon used to be so good. Just yeah. give me that again. Just let me go and yes. catch them. I feel like I caught a legendary and it's a good time. Just make it like Pokemon Go, where they can't run away, they can't die. Or at least let them regen like you'd let other Pokemon regen if you accidentally kill them, right? Yeah. I think that's possible to do now. You've found a good happy medium. Yeah, you have to wait 24 hours. You can If you didn't, yeah. were, weren't able to catch them, then you try again the next day. Exactly. I just hope they do something like that again. And I don't know why they won't. I do like that they're definitely trying to hide mythical Pokemon from us. Kind of like Zeraora. It wasn't originally in the Sun and Moon game. But then they put it in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon so that we wouldn't find out about it early. We still found out about it early, but not as early as we would have. Like we did with Volcanion. And we're just like, yeah, here's Volcanion four years before it shows up. Yeah. (laughs) 
and Hoopa. And we didn't know about Hoopa Unbound, to be fair. Hoopa Unbound did not come out until Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. But even then, yeah. people forget Hoopa Unbound exists. So take that for what you will. Yeah. Darkrai, though, is fantastic. I Just give me more stuff like that. that. Like a nice little mini mission, a nice little side quest. Go on it. Let me get Darkrai. I honestly think more side quests would be awesome in the new Pokemon game. This is a complete aside. Because you could do something like for instead of going to the ultra wormholes and finding all the legendaries to catch them, wouldn't it be cool if there were like little mini missions, little mini quests throughout the game yep. that send you on little quests to go catch the rest of the legendaries? Like, oh man, if you go do this, this, and this, and then you run into Raikou, or you do this, this, yep. and this, and then you run into Lugia. I would love that. I mean, I understand why they are putting them all in the post game, but still. You can still wait till all those mini quests. quests for yeah. You can just wait for those in the post game. Yep. You can unlock those in the post game. I think that would go over way better with me and probably a lot of other people. I think you would see a lot of people appreciate that. And you're no longer trying to cater to the casual fan base as much now in these games, right? Got let's go yeah, Pikachu, let's the, go Eevee. The only people that would be upset, although to be fair, they were upset and rightly so with the method used in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon mm-hmm. are going to be the VGC players. Oh absolutely. We have to actually hunt them down. But honestly, having a set mini quest that takes you fifteen minutes is so much better than hoping to randomly get the right wormhole and the right Pokemon in the right wormhole mm-hmm. in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I would much rather do something like that. I think it would yeah. be really cool. I think it would go over really well. And I understand what you mean about the mini quest, but honestly, I think we could we could go on all day about VGC, and maybe we will next week, because I think it's a solid topic to talk about, just the culture of VGC. But I I think they're honestly kind of shooting themselves in the foot with that kind of attitude. Um th- mm-hmm. those are the good those are the good players though, by the way. The people that are just like, hey, I'm gonna go play it. I'm gonna go play the game to go find these Pokemon, right? But yeah. I you have a lot of people in the game making it worse in terms of the people who are hacking and genning because mm. they're those are all a lot of the top players right because wolf glick does it we all know maybe he's not doing it but somebody's doing it for him right uh, same for ray rizzo a lot of the top players are just they're, they're just getting pokemon given to them and they just play pokemon and that's the reason they're good uh, because they focus on just playing the game playing the competitive scene yep uh and i think that's kind of shooting pokemon in the foot I think you're going to see a lot of not growth because people are too scared to get into it. We're about to go into a season that is more than likely allowed to is more than likely allowing legendaries, and you're going to see the numbers drop dramatically again, like you do every three years. Yeah, it's just not fun if everyone has alternate charisma. Yeah, it's not just that, but also the people who are trying to play legit, they're not going to be able to get necrozma very easily. There, yeah. there's se- there's going to be several Necrozma variants that I'm sure will be very popular once that meta starts. We'll see what happens, but I'm sure you're going to see the numbers go down. Last time they did two legendaries, you saw the numbers drop drastically with Pokemon uh, with uh, o- with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. You saw regionals with under 100 players once, which is yeah. almost unheard of. But well, th- that aside. That's Darkrai for you guys. If you want to see more po- Pokemon knowledge stuffs, go check out PucklePodcast.com and the rest of our awesome shows on Puckle Plus. So with that, we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! 
time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we will give out the Green Taurus Badge Discord role to anybody we deem worthy. We like base it off of discussion starting capabilities. And we have two this week. For those of you who are new to the show, this is the part where we read listener emails. We typically have a prompt. Last week, our, or two weeks ago, I guess in this case, our prompt was, what competitive items do you think you could make better? I don't know if anybody actually entered those, but we'll see. <laughs> Answer that question. But I want to see what we got anyway. So let's jump right into it. Our first one is from, he, he wrote his name in there, and it's Fufu Cuddly Poof. Yes, so it says. Love it. So it says, hey guys, love the show. Thanks for the great Pokemon talk. I have a useless item for you guys. Ash Ketchum. Let's face it. it. It is kind of a tool, so I think this counts. <laughs> as, as for making him good, it's simple. Give him less, Give him the lessons. Train him. Make him the trainer he should be. If this does goes, uh, if this does get read, my Discord username for everything is Fufu Cuddly Poof. That's F U F U C U D D I L Y P O O F. Thanks, guys. Uh, okay. So uh-huh. I don't know. Did we talk about this on the show? I feel like I at least talked to somebody about this, and it might have been at PuckleCon, which means it was off air, but. The show writers for Pokemon X, Y, and Z actually went on record saying they also wish that Ash Ketchum could have won yes. the X, the Kalos tournament instead of Elaine, and they felt bad. So first of all, why do you think Ash can't win? It doesn't mean if he wins that he's a Pokemon master and that the show is over. It means yeah. that Ash won X, Y, and Z. But I, I think that's one of the. I think that's an interesting point to bring up. Just because, I mean, yeah, he does do a lot of mistakes. Though in the newer anime, it's a lot better recently. I mean, I'm I'm not a, a huge fan of Sun and Moon. I think it's much better than previous animes. I think we were at a low point in Gen 4. The Gen 4 yes. anime was just such a low point in the history of Pokemon. Because yep. you just come into this seri- series and it's just like, you know what? Let's wait 50 episodes between two gym battles. And it just doesn't sit well with me. So everything about Gen 4 is slow is what you're trying to tell me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. But I think if you're looking at how fast the plot moves in a Pokemon game, I think it's all relative in the time it's in. In, G- in 4, yeah, that was the way it was because they were trying to do something bigger than they had ever done before. And that's going to come with inherent flaws. But if you try to compare it with something like Gen 5, where, yeah, we moved all the kinks out of it. We worked all the kinks out. Then you've definitely come with a much better story. And honestly, we can probably all agree as much as crap as I like to give Gen 5, it definitely has probably one of the strongest stories in a game ever. Yes. yes Absolutely. In- including a sequel as well. Like, come on, guys. Like, get on that level again. Where are you? Like, I don't know what happened. Fix the mythical Pokemon and then give me a story like Gen 5. Yep. Just do it. And then give me a sequel. I'll buy all of your yes. games. I'm going to do it anyway. I already pre-ordered Let's Go and... Oh, me too. Both versions, both with the Pokeball. Oh, that's <laughs> where I'm at. Broken, doesn't it hurt? <laughs> the I bank only, is broken. I only pre-ordered one. I was very good this time. Yeah, I, I mean, only pre-ordering one, I think, was the right choice, and I think that's where a lot of us stand on that one. Yeah, because I still thought he got the Pokeball too, though. Oh yeah, we all got the Pokeball. Like, 
We all got the Pokeball. It's a controller and a and a Tamagotchi. Like, yep. I'm gonna and get the controller. Uh, it's a Tamagotchi without the poop. Yeah, without the poop. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's it's Poke Walker 3.0. I kind of hope they put something in it. Like if you put it in the Pokeball, I don't actually know what the perks are. Do you know what the perks are, by the way? Just because you you're more up to date on the Let's Go stuff than I am. Um, I I think it's something about it gaining experience or friendship. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know that I officially said exactly what it does. I can I can go along with that just because it seems like a Poke Walker, and that's exactly what the Poke Walker did. Yeah, the only thing that bugs me about it is it doesn't have a screen. Yes, I wish it did, but, but I feel like you're already getting this fifty dollar Pokeball. Yeah, and would you like to make it a three hundred dollar Poke or a hundred dollar Pokeball? <laughs> I'd rather not. Like. <laughs> Plus, it does, oh, have, it does me, have HD me. Rumble. The Pocket Walker came for free with the game, and it had a screen. That's because it was like a cheapo pedometer. Also, Nintendo I mean, just for some reason owned the manufacturing capabilities for a pedometer, by the way, because they were using it for so many things, not just Pokemon. They were they used it for Wii Fit, Wii Fit U. They also had another game that they they utilized. I, I own the. I own the pedometers. One, I own a Poke Walker, obviously, but I also own um, the Walker from We Fit You Plus because, or We Fit You because if you bought that, you got the game for free. They were running a promotion for like a month and a half, and I'm like, you know what? I like playing the mini games for We Fit. I own the balance board already. You know, I'm just gonna go buy the ten dollar pedometer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you line those things up right together. They literally just repaint them. They are the exact same thing. So I think compared to this, the pedometer that Nintendo was putting out at the time with the Poke Walker, because I mean, I would argue that that was only like a step down in technology compared to the DS at the time. Uh, if you were to look at like screens and stuff like that, that was just a step down from it. it. It was on par with the original Game Boy screens and compared to what you have now with the Poke Walker. Go Plus, which is a ton of different things. It's got HD Rumble in it. It's got all these other features that go. It's got Bluetooth, all of this other stuff. I I think that you one having it just for the sole purpose of Pokemon versus the manufacturing capabilities. Hey, we can use this for like three or four different games. Definitely makes a difference in terms of how they ma- manufacture it and what goes into it. It's a Joy-Con, and you know, you can play the whole game just using the Pokeball Plus. So. Yeah, as you should, because it's the way to play. Please rear your wrist straps, people. Yes. I'm so excited for the videos, by the way, when Let's Go comes out. or You know there's oh, going to yeah. be videos where it's just like, I threw my Pokeball into my TV. Yeah. Yep. I'm so excited for it. I'm like, not. Or just random people throwing the Pokeball at people. Yeah. Just for the hits on YouTube. Exactly. So that is going to be it for that one. Let's move on to the next email from, uh, you're going to say this better than I am, Doc Noximus. Did I say it right? Doc Noximus. Doc Knox. Yep. You've got this one, Whimsicott. I do. Hello, Paco. I'm Doc Knox here to write my first email. I'm a writer. So as a way of introducing myself to the community, here is my pitch for Gen 8. Serious mode. No handouts from a lab. 
Tragically, your father is dying of illness. God, that went dark pretty fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That escalated quickly. Now you and your two siblings, the rivals, each take one of that Pokemon as a keepsake. You being the youngest pick first. They are Esper, Mankey, or Zorua. Money from becoming the champ could help him recover, but he heard stories of the ruins in this region you recently moved to holding mysterious secrets. One of those being a legendary fountain set to cure anyone who drinks from it. The game will feature new third-tier evos for starters, Heliolisk, Chinchino, Dodrio, Octillery, Gorgas, Brelum, and Swoobat. And pre-evolutions for Absol, Pinsir, Heracross, Scyther, Tropius, Onyx, Skarmory, and Lapras. Two new Eevee types, the rest in next game. And new mega evolutions for Arcanine, Noivern, Firo, Weevil, Miss Magius, Seeking, Domphan, Trevenant, Venomoth, Gogoth. Uh, excuse me, where's my flagon, man? Where is my flagon? <laughs> <flag? clears throat> uh, anyway. Finally, dozens of new Pokemon found in secret areas of Disney region and previous ones. After winning the Pokemon League, an airship arrives. Like from Pokemon Do Movie 2000, best Pokemon movie ever, we were saying that. Still to recruit is. the champ to join a global force to stop rampaging legendaries and evil organization in the midst of their big schemes. In return, this organization will help your father. The siblings find their own ways, one with the national research organization bent on selling discoveries, the other a new evil team, and they go missing shortly after losing the championship. And this concludes in the next game. The theme of the game is searching for the lost and secret realms of Pokemon and fighting those that would bring chaos to the world. See you all in the Discord, the nefarious Dr. Noximus. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So, so I would just like to point out that that is the plot of every Pokemon game. His last <laughs> sentence. The theme of the game is searching for lost and secret realms of Pokemon and fighting those that would bring chaos to the world. Have you not played Gen 4? okay because in gen 4 that is literally the plot that is the plot you are stopping cyrus sometimes you fight those who bring excessive order to the world but uh, i see your point i'm telling you what's happening i'm just telling you i'm calling them like i'm seeing them okay excessive order to the world you know you know the yeah the one i'm aware that, the I'm one aware. thing that uh, well, no, there's a... Uh, who is it? It's uh, Getus. Getus. That was kind of their point uh, in Gen 5. To bring yeah, order. and honestly, Team Flare, too. Yes. I'd say... Team okay, so Flare Team, Flare, was... Team Flare... Okay, so that's the problem with Gen 6. We, if, you wanna, if we want to complain about weak stories, I think Gen 6 is way worse than Gen 4. Honestly, Just, I don't agree. You can not agree, and that's fine. That's the one thing that we could just not agree on. <laughs> but like Gen Six, you have these guys, and they're just like, "Yeah, wouldn't it be great if everything was beautiful?" And blah blah blah, genocide. I'm Hitler. Um, yeah, like that's what it turns into, and it's very weak. Cyrus, I, I think Team Galactics, because one, it was the first time you got something like that in terms of ramping it up, and I, I think Gen Four caused the problem, but it did it did it well um, because. Gen 4 was just like, you know what? We're just going to erase the universe, start all over, and make it the way I think it should be. That's fine. The The problem is there's no way to really top that, right? Outside of 
uh, genocide. Uh. Okay, so um, little aside, I am an expert in storylines going and like umping themselves up to a point where you think they cannot possibly find like a bigger big bad than this i can i can and i can give you what make oh go ahead sorry no like i'm an expert at this because i watch supernatural (laughs) 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 i was waiting for what your credentials were i'm like you definitely don't have a writing degree i know this for a fact (laughs) no Um, (laughs) but i've been watching supernatural for over a third of my life and like you would think that after God's sister, God's sister, they they would put a stop to things. That was three years ago. The show is still on. But <laughs> that show just has amazing staying power. Okay, just as like an aside, Supernatural okay. has yeah. some amazing staying power. Yeah, uh, I guess the point I was trying to make is once the story itself has reached so freaking high that Icarus looks like an amateur you just have to bring it back and what what you can't do in reach you do in depth mm-hmm. you make it more personal you make it more emotional you make it more meaningful instead of just making it bigger yeah My they did suggestion... not do that I don't think they accomplished that in gen 6 <laughs> I disagree. My, my, my suggestion all this is make the next team, the the letter B, an actual Pokemon, aka something like Mewtwo, where he's conscious and he's powerful, and he's like Thanos, where it's like, you know what? I want to get rid of humans and make this just a Pokemon world, and that is the villain. It's you trying to stop whatever mega maniac Pokemon who's just trying to erase humanity from the world of Pokemon. Honestly, that's really, really cool. Okay, so... Again, full circle, we go to rating Pokemon movies literally based on who the villain is, okay? (laughs) Because tell me one Pokemon movie where the human was the bad guy that was good, okay? Because I don't think you can. Well, technically, technically the bad guy in the second movie was a human. Yes and no, but I think it's more the Pokemon were indirectly, though, related to that. He wasn't directly controlling the the Pokemon, right? He wasn't directly involved in making the Pokemon angry and fight each other. He was just unbalancing nature. We'll go with that one. But, all right, all right. But in Gen 3, you have the same thing. Entei's the problem. Uh, well, not even Entei. It's unknown, really. But And then Gen 4 is just like, here are two people who are poachers. And then movie 5, you have random guy that's trying to flood the world or something. Uh, Gen 6, some guy's trying to create Groudon. Gen 7, something, something. I don't even know what happened in Gen 7. I think it was something, something. Uh, first of all, Gen 7's incredibly racist, by the way. Um, because they, like, some intelligent being comes down from the sky and they go, that's a Pokemon. Like, right out the <laughs> gate. Uh, and, Poor Superman. Yeah, honestly, that's what happened. Deoxys comes down from the outer space and they're just like, that's a Pokemon. I'm just like, how do you know that's a Pokemon and not like another intelligent being on the level of humans? But it's fine. We just we have these magical devices that can just capture them and put them in our pockets. So we don't care. And 
movie eight movie eight was good because once again the pokemon were the villains not not people um and gen nine or movie nine not gen nine Oh God! Uh, let's not get the gen. Jump yet. in the gut a bit. Yeah, right. Movie nine. It was a pirate. Uh, he was the bad guy. He was legitimately a pirate. Uh, movie ten was actually just Darkrai being misunderstood. Same with like all of the Sinnoh movies. It was all Pokemon, except to an extent, it, it it was people manipulating Pokemon for their power, which I'm okay with. Just I'm not okay with people just being like, I'm gonna catch this Pokemon, and that that's the plot. You have to stop them. So, but yeah, this goes on and on, and that's what happens. I'm telling you, I that's guess. like the defining factor of a good Pokemon movie. I so. guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right because the whole point of the Pokemon world is you're up against these creatures who are so strange and wonderful and mm-hmm. epic, and if you're just fighting a guy, it doesn't make for a very exciting movie. Exactly. But uh, that that is just taking us way off course of Doc Noximus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had but, a comment about all of this, and oh, yeah, mostly my it. main comment is, yeah, but the starters are going to be new Pokemon. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, I don't think they'll rehash Pokemon, though. I think Not that could starters. be starters. No, it's one of those things that's definitely like a fan game. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I don't. I don't see it as ever happening because the one thing I think Pokemon could do and they haven't done yet is they could save themselves some time mid-gen and instead of, or I mean, yeah, mid-gen, we could make gen eight instead of lasting the three, four years that every gen lasts. Now we can make it last three, four or five because what they could do is to buy themselves a little bit of time. They can build another game and that game literally just uses the same Pokemon from before or so it's gen seven, right? Instead of releasing Gen 8, they could go, okay, the next Gen 7 game is going to be, I don't know, we could call it Pokemon monochromatic version, some some color, right? Pokemon brown version. Um, and the idea is, hey, here's a new region, but no new Pokemon. And People would hate that. I, I don't think it would be awful, personally. And then it's just a whole new adventure, old Pokemon, you go out and you play. I think it's something they could do. I don't think it would do as well as, say, a new game with new Pokemon. But I think it's something they could do. Mm, I would not like that. I, I I can understand that. I would be okay with it, though. <laughs> it's definitely a fan game type deal, though. Yeah. I, I mean, that's where the fan games kind of come in. You can play a fan game, get that kind of experience. But that's... Yeah. We should we should end the mailbag. <laughs> yeah, and award the Green Taurus badge. I, I say Doc Knox. We went on a huge rant on both of these. None of them were really. Oh, yeah. But Doc Knox definitely led into. We got to talk about Pokemon the movie 2000 and how to rate Pokemon movies. So that is uh, that is where we will end the mailbag. Uh, next week, if you want to send in an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, you could do so answering the question of what do you hope the new generation will bring? Will it bring inspiration from other generations? If so, which generation? Let us know at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you would like to do any of the other cool things with Pokemon with Puckle, you can go to our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. All of those are Puckle Podcast or slash r slash Puckle. Uh, you can find those at PucklePodcast.com. You can also find our Discord invite link in the show notes if you want to come and check out our Discord. You can also watch me and Jushiro on Twitch once a week. Yes. Twitch.tv slash The Puckle Podcast. It's a good time. We hang out. 
I might try to get on a little bit more this week just to do the Pikachu Eevee tournament because I think it's going to be stupid fun. Yeah. Uh, also, if you want to listen to more of us, instead of this show, you want to listen to some TCG talk or some competitive Pokemon talk that's a little bit more in-depth than what we have here, I would love to do... I would love to hear you guys uh, check out Puckle Plus. That's another feed. Definitely check that out. Also, if you want to support Puckle, you can do so in a couple of ways. First of all, you can go to twitch.tv. And if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can subscribe to us there. You can also just subscribe to us there. We get some money. However, you can more directly help support us at Patreon, patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. We have tons of rewards. Uh, the most of this card is coming to $10 patrons. Hopefully soon. I had some made up, but I didn't get to finish making them because PuckleCon. And we also have... Um, we also have a Pokemon giveaway for $5 patrons and plus up, which is going to be happening uh, next month for Zera Aura. We've got some Zera Aura to give away from the Japanese giveaway. So if you want a Zera Aura and you're a $5 or higher patron, you could do that uh, sometime in August. We'll have a date announced. Uh, finally, if you want just like merch, you can check out our Tee Public store. That link is also in the show notes, also on our website. You can check that out because you can go get some awesome shirts such as Green Tauros or Driftloom Gay Care. But until next week, guys, I am Trainer Thatch. I am the Flockiest Wimsigot. And some say I am Lord Yashiro. And here in the Lavender Town Video Tower, it's closing time. As always, we would like to thank our patrons who helped make this show possible. So thank you to Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Mongo87, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude9, The Beauty and the Geek, John R. Sigma, 
Doc McStuffles, Jestern, The Golden Glefki, Uncle Oshawott, Trevor, TJ, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, Treby, Greg, Alec, Carnivore J, Mikey, Ozzy, Halfle Reviews, The British Gent, Sparky, Brian, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Thomas Hansen, Locke, Dennis, Echo, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark, Inferno, and The Real EV. As always, guys, thank you for that. Without you guys, what we can do here is just not possible. So we really do appreciate your input into the community in this financial way. <laughs> and as that, we're bumping up our patron stuff. We're going to be start doing monthly giveaways for Pokemon. Starting with next month, we're going to be giving away Zera Aura. So if you guys want to hop on that, make sure you're at the $3 tier or higher and you'll be a part of that giveaway. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.